Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for bringing us together to share the information and the whole idea and concept of Mary and Mary's role in God's plan of salvation. Help us then to open our minds and our hearts and to re-examine some of the things that we have thought in the past and how they might have changed or, or should change. So we thank you for this time together and we thank you and praise you in all things in Jesus' name. I sort of want to apologize for the cramped uh, feeling here, but <clears throat> as you know, there's something going on in the hall today and that had to uh, take priority, I guess. And next week also, next week we will be meeting in here as well um, because of uh, some of something else that's going on in the hall. Today is the mission. I don't remember what tomorrow next week is, but uh, so today and next week we will be meeting here in the hall. Okay. All right. Today I want to cover a subject that is very controversial in, in many people's eyes, particularly uh, non-Catholic Christians, and that is the subject of Mary. But in order to do that, we have to go back to understand the Immaculate Conception. Everything, everything regarding Mary stems from the Immaculate Conception. Please try to understand that. You cannot talk about Mary in and exclude the Immaculate Conception because if God created this woman for a very special purpose, a unique and a one-time purpose, and that is for bearing his divine son within her womb for nine months, then this woman is elevated above all humanity and therefore deserves and requires our special devotion, attention, and our understanding. Because this is a major part of God's plan of salvation. As we have talked earlier, God, in his implementation of his plan, needed certain partners. And we've talked about many of them in the past, uh, beginning probably with Abraham and then uh, Moses and David and the prophets and uh, John the Baptist and the apostles, etc. But Mary is above all of those because none of them had the relationship that Mary has with not only Jesus, but with the Trinity. Remember, Jesus was not isolated from the Father and the Son. There's only one God. So if Mary bore God within her, then she has a special relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit, as well as 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Anybody have a problem with that? Have you ever thought of it that way? So many people think of Mary as just another saint. And, of course, she is. She's the queen of saints. But the reason why she is the queen of all saints is because of this very unique relationship that Mary has with the Trinity. She is the bride, the mother, and the spouse of the Trinity. And that is kind of the way we should start looking at Mary. Not just as another saint. Yes, she is the the bride, the bride of the Holy Spirit, the, the mother of the church, the mother of Jesus Christ. There are various biblical uh, references to support that. And that is what the um, video that we will be showing this morning. We're going to show actually two. One is a review of the Immaculate Conception from a biblical standpoint. The other one will be a review of the Assumption of Mary. Now, the Assumption, because it is not mentioned in the Bible, a lot of people totally dismiss it. But if Mary was such a special creation of God, why would he not want to take her body and soul into heaven. If she was exempt from the consequences of original sin, one of which is death, one of which is a uh, sort of a propensity to, to sin and take the easy way out, if she was exempt from all of that, then why would he, why would God not want to take care of her body when her life on earth was ended? Now, we don't say that Mary died. That's one thing that uh, is difficult for many people to believe. Uh, but obviously, her human body died. We say that Mary was put into Dormition, which is the uh, Latin derivative, you might say, uh, of the word sleep. But in early ancient uh, Judaism, uh, sleep was often used as a euphemism uh, for death. Uh, even the word uh, sleep is dormi in Italian. Uh, so you can see that there is somewhat of a relationship there. But Mary was, Mary died, obviously. But there, because, because of this special relationship, God did not want her body to be corrupted. It was so special that it held the body of the divine son of God for nine months and took care of him for 30 years, uh, why would he not want to take 
very special care of that body and raise it into heaven. Now, there, are, <coughs> there is um, a precedent for that in the Old Testament where Elijah was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind, uh, a fiery chariot and so forth. Um, that created a legend, you might say, among the Jewish people that Elijah would have to return uh, to earth and die before he could ascend again into heaven. Um, but that is a later, much, much later belief, way, way beyond the time of Elijah. And it sort of developed into a legend and a custom uh, that Jewish people still honor today. And that is at uh, the Jewish Seder service or the Passover meal that they celebrate every year. Uh, just about the same time we will celebrate uh, Easter. Uh, they leave a place, a setting at the table. Uh, a chair and the dinnerware uh, for Elijah, hoping that he will return at that time and bless that household. That's just a custom, like we often leave uh, cookies out for Santa Claus the night before Christmas. You know, uh, I don't think anyone actually believes that there is going to be somebody return. But Jesus himself said that, yes, Elijah did return, but in the person of John the Baptist, because one of the missions uh, of Elijah was to announce the coming of the Messiah. And of course, that's exactly what John the Baptist did for uh, a number of years prior to uh, Jesus beginning his mission. So you have a number of these uh, these um, legends and, and myths and so forth that have grown up, but they have all been answered. If uh, you've been to Mass this morning, did you catch the phrase in the Gospel where Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill it. And that's exactly what he did. He fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament in many ways. And I could go down, we don't have time today because I want to show these two videos. Uh, but we could go and uh, take many of the prophecies of the Old Testament and see how Jesus fulfilled those. The other thing that I want to talk about here is that both the Immaculate Conception and the assumption of Mary into heaven are dogmas. Now, I want to go into a little bit of background on dogma because many people do not understand what dogma really means. But first, we have to talk about doctrine. Doctrine and dogma are not the same. I might give you a little mix-up uh, statement, but it says... Dog, all dogma is doctrine, but not all doctrine is dogma. I'll try to repeat that. Doctrine 
is the statements of faith that make up the total depository of faith or belief of the Catholic Church. And there are roughly 460 doctrines. These are not laws. Please do not look at doctrines as laws. They are statements of faith. Then, dogma is an elevation above the level of doctrine. It takes some of the doctrine and further defines it, but also makes it a requirement of our association with the church. It makes it is something that we must believe in order to call ourselves good, faithful Catholics uh, <coughs> and part of the church. If we voluntarily, I have to em- emphasize that, if we voluntarily do not accept the teachings of the dogma, then we put ourselves outside of the Catholic Church. But if you really are a Catholic, if you really are interested in a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, then you will not want to set aside your belief in the dogmas. Dogmas are something that we must believe. Doctrines are something that we should believe in, but our conscience might honestly cause us to question some of those things and make us not so uh, readily uh, wanting to fulfill whatever it is. But again, neither dogma or doctrine are laws. <coughs> you want to set up the other one? Yeah. Yes, Dick? This, the guy, the author of the book. Scott Hahn. Is, is this kind of logic, description, in the book also? Yes. Yes. Most of the dialogue... Uh, is in the book, yes, uh, with all the references as well. Yeah. Yes, Chet. How Mary was conceived? Well, uh, yeah. In Luke's chapter two, uh, Luke's gospel chapter two, it's in there very clearly. That's the whole concept of the angel asking or telling Mary that I I, I lost you somehow. Oh, Mary was Mary was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. No, it's a normal, uh, relationship. 
parents. Mary's parents. Oh, well, you're talking about Mary's parents? All right, well, Mary's parents, Anne and Joachim, had a normal marriage. And the conception was the same as any other man and wife. It was that at the time of conception, the soul is breathed into the fetus or the embryo. Uh, and in this case, that breathing in and the conception of the individual is when we normal people or average people uh, inherit the consequences of original sin. That's the only exception in the conception of Mary's in the womb of her mother and father. That at the time of conception, she was exempt from the consequences of original sin. Is, does that answer your question? All right. Uh, you know, the other part of that though is that this isn't something that just happened. This was something that was in God's plan right from the beginning of creation. That when it was time to bring forth his son into the world, and remember, he came into the world as a babe, just like any other person, because he was to be a human being. And he was to represent all of us uh, in order to give himself back to the Father as a sacrifice for the sins of all of us. So that's why this is such a, a special situation in God's plan of salvation. You know, in all the other people that we call partners, they were normal human beings without special attention. They were given roles that were exceptional, whereas the rest of us have minor roles in God's plan. But Mary had to go, or, or Mary had to be the recipient, you might say, of this particular uh, attention of being exempt from the consequences of original sin. Remember, we are not responsible for the guilt of Adam and Eve, but we are, uh, you might say, um, heirs, that's a good word, thank you, heirs of the consequences. Remember, I gave you, I think, an example of a very, very wealthy family who was had everything under the sun. And through some stupid act of the mother and father, uh, they lost everything. And the kids who had, in the family that I'm thinking of, who had their own private servants and every imaginable uh, earthly things, uh, now everything is gone. Everything. 
And those children had to start all over again. The parents had to start all over again. And the children had to start all over again. And their children. So you see the consequences of how that fell down through the ages. Yes, Nick. No, I thought you said at one time that there is a thought that maybe John the Baptist was conceived also. No. 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 No one else. Because he reacted in the womb. Yes. And Mary came in. That's right. He did. When Mary and Elizabeth met, uh, the babe within her womb, Elizabeth's womb, leaped with joy because the Lord was approaching them in the womb of Mary. And he... No, it does not imply anything else. Yes. Yes, Mike? That's right. Well, in uh, in the book of Revelation, chapter 11 and 12, one sort of it goes from the end of 11 and part into 12, they talk about uh, the vision of the woman uh, and her child. That couldn't be anyone else but Mary. And she is referred to as the Ark of the Covenant in that book, Revelation. Now, the reason she's referred to the Ark of the Covenant is because in that dream, in that picture, uh, she is with child. And that is equivalent to going back to the time of Moses when Moses was told by God to build the Ark of the Covenant that is a box covered with gold and all of that, and containing the uh, tablets on which the Ten Commandments uh, were written, as well as a jar of the manna that sustained the Israelites while they wandered in the desert for many years, and the staff of Aaron that was used to part the Red Sea. These were all directly connected to God. And the Jewish people worshipped the Ark of the Covenant as if it were God. As if it was God, I guess is the better correct language. Uh, and that is why the uh, Mary is called the Ark of the Covenant in uh, the book of Revelation. is because she is carrying the actual Son of God within her in that particular uh, scene. Oh, we really should be very thankful for Mary because maybe we would never have Jesus, right? That would be right, yes. If Mary had said to the angel, no, don't want any part of that, uh, 
which she could have done. She had free will. Just because she was very special and uh, was made special at the time of her immaculate conception, uh, she still had the free will. But she was so full of grace that that free will was overridden. Again, my grammar isn't the greatest. Uh, but don't, you know, don't for a minute think that she didn't have free will. But her whole mission from that moment of the announcement by the angel uh, was to be the handmaid of the Lord. That is one of her many titles. Any other questions? Yes, Cora? Yes. 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 Um, I don't know as if I would go quite that far as saying under pain of sin, but you put yourself outside the church if you refuse to believe them. Yeah. Uh, sin, well, you know, that's not my place uh, to say who is a sinner and who isn't. Uh, but the rule is, if you deliberately refuse to believe a dogma, you put yourself outside of the church. Okay. And who would want to do that? You know, it's nothing wrong with something, questioning something, but if you have a question, then you also have the responsibility to find out the answer. Okay. Yes. Is there somewhere where the, the dogmas are listed? Oh, yes. Opposed to the, the doctrine? Yes. Yes. You can go online and get them. Okay. Uh, I forget the exact uh, website, but it is the uh, Vatican files of some kind. I forgot offhand what it is. And you can get the list of uh, doctrines and dogmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other questions? All right. We're going to show a video, if I can get it to go, uh, of the assumption. All right. And we'll spend a few minutes afterwards uh, discussing that. Okay. Again, any questions? Yes. I find it interesting that there, since our legend about what Elijah being taken up and whatever, that if Mary suddenly disappeared, there wouldn't be legends about her. Well, that's true, but uh, I really don't know how to answer that. Uh, there is no real answer, except that uh, Mary was not written about in Hebrew uh writings of the time, women were not mentioned much at all, uh, which, of course, is sad for us today uh, because we don't know really what happened to her after the crucifixion. Um, even there, uh, we don't have any indication of Jesus uh, meeting with his mother. And that's kind of sad, too, because you almost feel that he did. And he probably did. It's just not written about. Yeah. 
Any other questions? Uh, yes, Dick? You know, uh, Isaac, Isaiah, and uh, Moses, he was taken up to heaven. No, no, not Isaiah, Elijah. Elijah, sorry, one point. Um, <coughs> now, we believe that heaven wasn't open We don't really know. Uh, you're right. Heaven was not open to the average person uh, between the time of Adam and Eve's sin until the time of the crucifixion. But obviously, for people like Abraham and Moses, uh, I would think that God made an exception. Yeah. And you also have to remember that at the... Uh, Transfiguration of Christ on Mount uh, Hebo. Uh, Elijah and Moses both appeared in that scene. And if they did, uh, they weren't in limbo of some kind waiting. They were obviously in heaven with God. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's no, uh, theological or historical evidence of either of those. Any other questions? Did you catch a a couple interesting little comments in there? Uh, One about the uh, 1,260 days. Anybody question that? What about the time the time the more times and the half time Actually, those are connected. Catch that? Now, from June of the year 66 AD until... December of the year 70 A.D. was the war between Rome and the Israelites, which ended with the destruction of Israel. They are connected because this was foretold way back even before these time periods. Okay. Uh, three and a half years was also mentioned in the book of Daniel as a time of purgation uh, and suffering. Uh, so it is sort of a uh, one of these biblical myths, you might say, but this is the only time that we can actually uh, attach uh, specifics to it. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions? All right. Now, next week, we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to talk so much about Mary in a biblical sense, but her apparitions. Uh, There have been many, many apparitions of Mary, and each one of them is interesting in itself, but each one has sort of a a common uh, theme. None of them ask for anything for Mary 
for herself. Every one of them asks or brings a message from God about some event or some purpose. So we'll concentrate on uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, uh, Fatima, and Guadalupe. And we will show a little bit longer video on Our Lady of Guadalupe. Very interesting, I feel. Uh, There are a number of other apparitions, and many of them are very interesting. Uh, You can go online and uh, get a whole list of them, and the times and uh, the most significant uh, message out of them. Uh, Again, we will meet in this room next week because of something going on over in the Morris Center. Any other questions? Let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this time together to better understand uh, the two most significant aspects of Mary, the Immaculate Conception and her Assumption. Help us then to develop a greater devotion to Mary as not only the Mother of God, but the Mother of the Church and our spiritual mother, given to us by Christ himself from the cross. So we thank you for this time together. We thank you and praise you in all things. In Jesus' name. Amen.